A friend, two of our friends, a husband and wife approached Melissa and I recently, suggesting maybe we do a couple's trip together. They've heard about some of our trips to different places, and we haven't actually traveled with this couple yet, but they've been to our house many times. We love spending time with them, talking with them, playing games with them. Our children love interacting with them, and they love interacting with our children. So <clears throat> I wanted to take you inside of kind of the, the discussion we had with them about planning a trip. I think this is one of the most important things is not just showing up on a trip. As I've talked about before, there are those that, oh, just enjoy the trip. Don't put any planning into it. There's those that say plan, plan, plan. Here's the formula that works really well for me and for many people that I've seen. Plan well in advance. And then when you get on the trip, be really flexible. But when you plan for the trip too, keep in mind that you want to have enough events, excitement, things to do that keeps everyone that's going, whether it's two couples or just husband and wife or family, you want to have enough activities that everyone's enjoying it, but not so many activities that you're, you're working harder on vacation than you would at home. There are times where you need, it's kind of the, the counterpoint, if you will. It's that ups and down. It's like in a song. Yes, you need to have a lot of high notes, but a lot of low notes as well. You need to have the contrast. And so when it comes to vacation, if you have a day at the beach and you're out, out all day in the sun, then the next day it might make sense to have planned where you're indoors for quite a bit in the air conditioning and you're relaxing, maybe watching TV or playing games or talking, sitting on a couch and relaxing. Or like recently we had a trip up to Island Park, Idaho, and we were on a snowmobile for maybe seven or eight hours with a small break in between. The temperature started out at negative 12, or excuse me, negative 6, and went up to about 12 degrees. It was cold, and we had uh, planned weeks and months in advance that the day after snowmobiling, we would just relax in a warm cabin next to a fire. We'd have hot cocoa, maybe eat some s'mores. We'd hit the hot tub. We'd just kind of relax, let our body, we'd sleep in that day. We'd take a nap or two. Whatever it took, just to kind of let our bodies relax. But the previous day, we had geared up, we had prepared, we knew we were going to be go, go, go. But it's that counterpoint that's really important. So going back to this conversation, we start talking about, okay, where did you think you wanted to go? And this couple said, well, we, we found a couple Airbnbs that we thought we'd show you. And so they showed some pictures. And we said, okay, where, are they, where is the location? Where's the Airbnbs? And we talked about, well... I think they're in Washington, maybe Oregon. And so we pulled them up. And went, okay, they're in Northern California. Okay. Well, and then so Melissa and I, we love to ask lots of questions to make sure our trip's going to be epic. Well, why these locations? Well, they're on the shore. They're on the beach. Oh, okay. Why is that important? Oh, because I've only been to the beach a couple times in my life. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Well, what do you want about the beach? Do you want to play in the water or just see the water? Oh, I want to play in the water. Okay, so Northern California and these two locations, these are rather chilly. They're actually north of San Francisco. It can be really chilly, so playing in the water might be really tough. But let's let's look deeply. We looked at the pictures of the Airbnbs and noticed that one of them had fireplaces in almost every room. And another one, actually both of them listed no air conditioning. We said, huh, probably because they don't need air conditioning. Probably because they're on so deep into the coast and so high in Northern California that these are colder beaches rather than warmer beaches. So as we talked about it, we said, okay, maybe we need to switch the location. So we talked about other locations in Southern California and locations maybe in Puerto Rico. We talked about plane prices. 
what would tickets be to go by plane or would we drive? No, we'd probably take a plane. What airport would we fly into at these different locations? Then would we get a rental car? How would that work? Would we, <clears throat> would we split everything? We talked about what do you want to do on these trips? Is this a board, play some board games? Do you want to visit museums? What's kind of the ideal for you? And as we talked, it became clear that we were unclear, which is great. It meant let's not make a decision yet. Let's keep talking about it. We talked about when to go. When is the best time for you? Oh, sooner rather than later. Okay, what month? Do we want to go when kids are in school to avoid some of the traffic and such? Do we want to go on a weekend? We want to go during the week? We had some of these conversations, some of these discussions, but we haven't arrived yet. 15, 20 minutes to plan a trip is not sufficient. It doesn't even get the right foundation. So we'll have more discussions. We'll talk more and more. We'll review, research. We'll review and research independently. Each person in the, in the, out of the couples will look at things and research. We'll ask questions. We'll come together and discuss in a couple more times. And then finally, we'll go. Now, when we go on our trip, we'll kind of relax our expectations because you and I both know that so many crazy things happen on a trip. Our trip to Island Park that we had just recently on snowmobiles, we had no idea a snowmobile would break down. That the mechanic that we were with, a very, very legendary person when it comes to fixing things, would disassemble part of the snowmobile, still not be able to fix it, get very frustrated, all of us, and then have someone come bail us out. Two good Samaritans on snowmobiles came up and helped us. Little did we know we would then learn how to avoid that problem in the future. We didn't know that a snowmobile could tip over multiple times during a day. But we rolled with the punches. We had a wonderful time. We had no idea that our glasses or our, our goggles would fog up over and over and over. We had no idea that by the end of the day, or we, we didn't know this one either. <clears throat> Excuse me. We had no idea that our snowmobiles would need to be cooled down every 15 to 20 minutes if you're not in powder and fields, if you will. If you're on the beaten path, if you're on the beat down path, that's all tight snow that you'd have to pull your snowmobile over 15, 20 minutes just to put more snow on the back of it to cool it down. Had no idea. But we planned and we planned. We asked lots of questions. We watched lots of videos. We researched. And then when all these things happened, we said, all right, that's how it goes. Let's enjoy it anyways. Plan, plan. Enjoy, enjoy. Good luck on your next adventure.